Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amenatcaris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. I am trying to combine two major themes, two major series together. All right, what is it? Last two weeks, I started to talk about the covenant. Say the covenant. And there's a very significant aspect of the covenant which I have not taught, which needs to be taught this morning. And this three days is our grace seminar. So now I have the, the challenge to combine grace and the covenant and engaging in the covenant. But what makes it easier is that God is one. You can pick any scripture from any part of the Bible and you can make it say anything that the Bible says. In the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse, I think, 32, uh, it talks about Acts, chapter 20, verse 32. It says, I commend you to God and to what? And to what? The word of his grace. There's no way you can encounter grace outside of God's word. All right. We explained grace to be undeserved favor. What you do not you did not work for, what you did not merit being cheaply given to you, easily handed to you. You didn't work for it. I explained on Friday that um, your driver's license cannot be a gift if you are in UK. <laughs> it cannot like your birthday present, it was in a card. Your dad gave you, what did your dad give you this, your birthday? Your dad gave you driver's license as a gift. No, it cannot be because driver's license in itself needs to be earned. You cannot be given a gift to be a medical doctor. There are quite a few honorary degrees which are higher than the normally earned ones, but there's no way you can be given an honorary medical doctorate degree. (laughs) You cannot be given. You have to work to earn it. And so when you see someone like me who has a full UK driver's license, Yeah, because provision, I don't work for it. I just write a letter. That starts to imply that I have sat behind the wheel with an instructor and a driving examiner at some point in time. And so it's not a gift because it cannot be a gift. 
But on the other hand, when it's my birthday and Pastor Charles or uh, gives me or Christmas and Pastor Charles gives me, uh, you know, I don't know how many of you have uh, gone to the shop to buy something for somebody before on a birthday or Christmas or special occasion and uh, you get to the shop and you see a few things and you're not sure. Um, Am I willing to spend actually 10 pounds or 50 pounds? No, 50 pounds is too much. So, but you see this thing is so nice, you know this one will like it, but you think, no, I don't want to spend 50 pounds on this boy because on my birthday, he only gave me five pounds. So, so now, when you go and buy a five pound gift for the person, there's no way the person would know that you actually almost bought 50 pounds worth of gifts for the person. The person wouldn't know. Why? Because it's a gift. It doesn't have to tell you the details of the gift. It's just a gift. Just take it the way it's given to you. All right? So grace, when grace is coming to you, you actually don't know the most of We don't know the depths of what is coming to us. But the, the chief of all the grace that we receive is what I said is called the saving grace. There are two types of grace. We have the common grace and we have the saving grace. Now, common grace is given to all. As I explained, the rain falls on the land of the bad and the good. It's called what? Common grace. When it rains, it comes on the land of the wicked and the nice person. It's called what? Common grace. God will not say, you are too wicked, so you don't have to get the rain. Or the sun is shining, you are too wicked. So as soon as you go to the beach to go and bask on the sun, the sun decides to go off dim on you because you are a very bad woman. You've gone for somebody's husband. No, you'll be basking and the husband of the woman will also lie beside. Both of you will be basking. <laughs> So someone will sit there and say, if God is good, why doesn't he stop the sun from shining on that woman? No, it's called common grace. But then when we come to special grace or saving grace, it's a different thing altogether. However, grace is not end. Grace is always a gift. So whether it's a common grace, do you earn the sun shining on you? No. And there's no technology that can decide, okay, the sun is going to shine 24 hours. Or it's, it's the, the, the meteorologist says that it's going to be um, raining the whole day. And he said, no, okay, let's put in the system technology to stop the rain so that it's only sun. No one can do it. Because it's just common grace. Yes, that's the way it is. I take it like that. Now, I don't know how many of us choose. It's both, both ways. When you can't choose, husband and wife, you can't choose that, okay, this time, it's going to be twins, triplets, or a boy and a girl. Unless buy some IVF and all those scientific. But naturally, you can't choose. So, no one ends where you are born. So, don't let where you are born make you feel better than someone else. You're, it's just a demarcation passport. Geographical location... <laughs> All right, let's go to grace and covenant. So, grace connotes what you haven't worked for is unme- completely and purely unmerited. You didn't do any work for it. Now, watch this. How many of us believe we are in covenant with God? If you are born again, you are. Okay? God is a God of covenant. So, He doesn't just work, do anything arbitrarily. 
The reason why we even enjoy common grace is because God has made a covenant to humanity. In fact, when God, the Adamic covenant is that multiply and replenish the earth. It's an Adamic. So God said we should take on. That's why human beings can control so many things. Animals can control the way we can control because we are in charge. It's, it's, it's the Adamic covenant, okay? The creation covenant. God has given us in charge. And so God will not come and all of a sudden say, okay, I'm in charge. No, God won't do that. You are in charge. Run the affairs, but one day I'm going to bring you into judgment. I'm going to step in. So that's the, the, the general grace. Even general, sorry, common grace is an act of the covenant. And so special grace is also an act of the covenant. Watch this very carefully. Because God is a God of covenant. He doesn't just do anything arbitrarily. He does things based on his predetermined, in Ephesians, he says that he did all things based on his own predetermined counsel. He doesn't need anyone to advise him. He planned before and he does it, actually, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11, he talks about he does everything, Ephesians 1 verse 11, put it on the screen, let's let's see what's there. It says that, in him we also have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his own will. He works everything according to his own counsel. You see, so then in God's counsel, this is how God works. God works based on covenant. So then if he's in a covenant with you, because human beings are so flawed, for him to really commit himself to us, there must be some covenant. Other than that, we were always disqualified. And so when Noah came out of the ark, he entered a covenant, Noah covenant, and then entered the Abrahamic covenant. And the Abrahamic covenant is what we have the Jews uh, the covenant the Jews enjoy, okay, the covenant of Abraham, but the covenant of Abraham is, an, is what extends into the new covenant, okay, so when Jesus came to save us, Jesus Christ came in all the old covenant, I'm talking about the uh, creation covenant, Noah covenant, Abrahamic covenant, Mosaic covenant, and Davidic covenant, five of the covenants of the Old Testament, they are all tied into one big covenant called the Old Covenant, and you can't just be particular of it, it depends on your birth and it depends on a lot of factors, all right, now, Jesus Christ came, look at Hebrews chapter 10 verse 9, very interesting text, Hebrews 10 9 says in my Bible that, then he said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first that he, may, uh, he, that he may establish the second. Let's all say that together. He takes away the first. Why? That he may establish. One more time. He takes away the first that he, uh, may, he may establish the second. So Jesus Christ came to take away the first covenant so that he can establish a second covenant. And the second covenant is the covenant that is open to all humanity based on saving grace. Right. So then that covenant is not isolated from the previous covenant. That, that covenant is an upgraded version of the previous covenant. In other words, you enter that covenant by grace. Romans 5 2. It talks about through whom we also have access by faith, what? Into this grace in which we stand. It's a covenant thing. You stand in the covenant by grace. Now, this new covenant is not instituted, is not enacted based on how good you have been, based on the things you have done. Watch this, I'm going somewhere. So you are not in the covenant because you have done A, B, C, D. You are in the covenant because he, Jesus, has done all that needs to be done. So, and I've handed it over to you and that is what is called grace. So he's saying that we are in this covenant by grace. All right, so we stand in this covenant. Hey, we, we, that's why you can't boast. You can't.
can't boast and think that you have behaved so well. You can't boast and think that you are so all that and a bag of chips. You can't boast and be, think that because you behave well or you are so religious or you are so beautiful or you are so handsome. That is why you come into this covenant. You are in the covenant because Jesus Christ chose that you are going to be in and he called you and gave you a special grace. Somebody say amazing grace. Amazing grace. This amazing grace I'm talking about brings us into covenant. This amazing, you don't deserve it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Even people, when people win American lottery, they are excited. Right. Yeah, it's a big thing. Because now you are, you, are, you are going to get a green card and go to America. So they are happy. Because you didn't work to, to earn it. It was picked, you were picked randomly and it found on you. But you know what I like about Amazing Grace? Amazing Grace is not random. It's targeted and specific. It's targeted and specific. And so, no, you were picked by the American government by accident. Randomly, arbitrarily. You were, you were not picked because they came directly for you. You were picked because the system, like lottery, got you. That's why many people are still waiting. I don't know who I'm talking to. So watch this. But amazing grace or saving grace or special grace, it has your name on it. You, hey, listen to this. You did not get born again because you chose to. You got born again because he chose to. That's the good news. So stop boasting. You are not in church because you are not in church because you are all that in a bag of chips. In John chapter 11 verse 39 somewhere there uh, that's a very powerful it's very interesting scripture. Very interesting scripture. I know some of you will be thinking about it. Jesus said take away the stone. Martha said the Martha the sister of the one who is dead said Lord by this time He's a stench. Give me King James. Let's see how King James puts it. What Martha said. Quickly. Martha said, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he has been there four days. Say he stinketh. <laughs> so Lazarus was called. They knew. By four days, the Jews didn't used to embalm dead bodies. So by four days, that man was thinking. Jesus should have come earlier on, like the way some of us, you should have come to church earlier. <laughs> Your credit history stinketh. So then, it's not everyone. You see, some of us are not getting dirty employment because, why? It stinketh. <laughs> Your TV stinketh. You didn't pass a level mass. Okay, so. so <laughs> no, watch this. The reason why they didn't give you the job is because you stinketh. But grace. No, no, no. Seriously, grace. There's a covenant on the other side. And you, Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, it says, and we, no, and you. <laughs> Sorry, no, and we, and you. Ephesians chapter Chapter 2, verse 1. And you, who were dead in your trespass. It's not that you are sinking in the boat and then Jesus came to save you. You were dead. 
dead under the sea. You were dead. Stinker. Say he stinketh. So, but you, who, who, who were dead in your transgression has he quickened and made alive? Now, Jesus called Lazarus. Under normal circumstances, the way we think, grace should have bypassed us. Because we stinketh. And we don't qualify. You don't qualify to be amongst the living. Why? He stinketh. But grace pulled us out in spite of the stinking and then brought us into covenant. So when Lazarus was coming, can you imagine a living person and yet stinketh? He <laughs> told me, you didn't get it. He was still stinking. That is what justification by faith is. Saved and stinking. <laughs> and everybody didn't get it. You get it later. You didn't. You didn't finish stopping all the bad things before Jesus said, "Okay, now I can save you. You can come to church." That is why some of us are in church. You are born again, but you know people don't know. You stink it. <laughs> Say amazing grace. And yet, when we are talking about the God of the covenant, a stinking person who she didn't deserve, the covenant still works for you. You, are, you stand by, watch this, in, in, in which we, so we have Romans chapter 5, verse 2, we stand in this, we have access, and we stand in this grace by faith. We are standing in this grace alone that is keeping us. So I'm going back to soteriology, salvation. I like it, so permit me, okay? What is justification by faith? Justification by faith is God declaring a sinner, a stinking man, a stinking sinner, righteous by grace alone, through faith alone. Watch this. I'm going to add something again. Because of Christ alone, for his glory alone. (laughs) So when you come to church, hey! When you come to church, remember you are here for his glory alone. Don't draw attention to your shoes. Don't stop drawing attention to your dress and your job, your CV. You know the kind of car I drive? Thank God we didn't didn't have to sit (laughs) with our cars. (laughs) Or some would have brought their car and others would have left their car very far. (laughs) Because to be honest, most of us don't know the car you drive and we don't care. Because that's not what determines your family. But, but we stand in this covenant by grace. Say by grace. Hmm. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 22, 23, 24. Let's look at that. I like that text. I want to go to the covenant. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 22. Ooh, are you ready for this? By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a, be- what? a better covenant. Okay, the covenant we have come to stand in is better. One of the reasons why it's better is that we have not come, we've watched this, I'm saying something very important. We have not come into the covenant with God because of merit. You don't merit it. You, okay, what does that mean? To be honest, the truth is that you shouldn't have been allowed to come in. That, that's what it means by, by grace. So it's like, Hey, you're also here. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Look at this. Can you imagine? Okay. England. 
England versus Jamaica. Oh, where's Kali? Imebo, come, come. Can you imagine the women's Jamaican national team versus England? And then you are watching on the screen, and it's okay. And then you say, let's, the players have come up, line up, then you see Kali. What's she doing? I don't know human beings there. Oh no, but she's not a footballer. Yeah, it doesn't matter. She's a Jamaican. No, no, but she can't be there. No, it doesn't matter. So then you see her on your television screen with the Jamaican team, or you see me with the English, English squad. <laughs> now you'll be surprised. Why? Because I'm not supposed to be there. Because not that you don't like me, but no, I'm not supposed to be there. So in case you see me. You see me with the English squad. All you can explain is this is grace. And you'll be wondering, this time English will lose the match. But because it's not supposed to be there because think it. That's grace. That's grace. And now I've come into this match or into this team. I've joined the team. Playing for England, even though I don't train with them, even though I don't even do exercise, even though I don't go to the gym, and the whole world is watching us and come and see David Entry on the pitch. Ah, this is not right. This is not right. But I don't care what you say because grace has put me there. Grace has put me there. You may say you, you don't like me there, but you don't have a choice because you don't do the selection. The one who does the selection is God. God. Because of Christ alone. Because of Christ alone. Shout hallelujah. Shout I'm chosen. By an amazing grace. Oh, my time. No, no, watch this. Let's take it further. I was reading Hebrews. Let me finish the Hebrews. So say a better covenant. Oh, say this is good. My, 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 my. That one, I didn't ask you to say that. <laughs> also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. But he, talking about Jesus, but he, because he continues forever, has an unchanging priesthood. Mm. Mm. He has an unchanging priesthood. <laughs> I like that, therefore. Because Jesus has an unchanging priesthood, on the grounds of that, he is a also. He, I like that, that word, also. is telling you the strong correlation with what he's going to do and who he is. He is an unchanging priest. Because he's an unchanging priest, because you can't change him, that means that he also then will be able to do something else. He is also able to save completely to the uttermost. He will save you. The covenant covers every aspect of your life. It covers your marriage. It covers your finances. It covers your health. It covers your hair. It covers your children. It covers, it covers your job. It covers your career. It covers even your neighbors. It covers the car you travel in. It covers where you go. It covers your eating. It covers everything about your life. The covenant covers you because our high priest is also able to save to the uttermost. 
is, is saving you completely. He's not saving you to leave your legs out. That, that theology that says that Christianity is just, oh, sing some hymns, go to church, or sing some song, clap your hand, and go. Whatever happens in life is your Lord. The devil is a liar. You, when you come to God, he beautifies your life. Oh, I'm a firm believer of that. Let some of your friends, your colleagues, your family members, let them give you a few years. They will see the clear difference. The problem is that some of us are too much eager to quickly prove to people that God is powerful. Don't do that for him. Just enjoy the grace and he knows how to defend his name. But I like the scripture I quoted yesterday. It says that, and when God turned our captivity, they, they said among the hidden, God has done great things for them. People, it will be noticeable. It will be undisputable. It will be notable. It will be a notable proof that God has helped you. And I prophesy over somebody's life that this month, this year, it will be so notable that heaven has favored you. It shall be so notable that heaven has visited you. It shall be so notable that your time has come. Your time has come. The devil is alive. like me but you can't do anything about it because grace has found me but but he's thinking yeah I know he's not qualified yes I know why is he there I don't even know why there are things I know I know I stink it I know I don't qualify I know I I don't deserve it But the other things I don't know. I don't know why he chose me. If you can explain why God is blessing you, it's not the God who is behind it. Brothers and sisters, if you know you have been chosen, then you know the one who chose you even when you stink is going to help you. No, because of time. Permit me to take it a bit further. And explain from Ephesians chapter 2, downwards from verse 8, how he says, For it is by grace. Say grace. grace. Say grace. grace. It's by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It's by, it's the gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace. Have you been saved? Are you saved? Yes. Some are not saved. It's serious for you. You really don't have a good future. Now, uh, unless you are saved, it's true. If you are not saved, it's like driving on the motorway. Top speed. And you don't have a brake and you can't see. We can't guarantee your safety. <laughs> now, now. By grace? By what? Grace. You say, by what? That you understand why I say you have been saved. When we talk about grace, it's undeserved. 
Well, you are saved by grace. And if you are saved, you are in a covenant. True faith. Okay. And that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Say it's the gift of God. Say it's the gift of God. Verse 9. Okay. Not of works. You see? So it's not something you have to do to merit it. Your paycheck is of works. Mm, yeah. Your paycheck is. So you can say, hey, this. Ah, but why do you underpay me? I did 30 hours. I did more hours. But look, you have paid me only 20 hours. You can take it and argue your case out. But if you have not worked, can you imagine your birthday? Your birthday and I come and I, just, I decide to give you a gift. Okay. And I, okay, I said, who, I asked a question. Someone said, says, and I want to give you as I normally do. And I pull out 10 pounds. And you're upset, you won't go. <laughs> Pastor, why did you give me 10 pounds? No, this phone. Why did you, te- why did you give me You know what I would do? I'll take it back and put it back. And I said, can we put our hands together for the Lord? <laughs> because you, you can't define what you should get. Because you didn't earn it. In the same way, he said, by grace are you saved, and it's not of works. Lest anyone can place a demand. He said, this is my lot. This is what I'm due. God, you have to do it. That's what I told you. If you begin to think God owes you a miracle, you are not operating by grace. You don't understand grace. If you think that heaven, God, you have to do it. You see, I fasted 20 days. I fast. You know, that's why sometimes after fasting, things look funny. So that you can know that it's not of your works. Lest anyone should boast. Yes. Hebrews chapter, you know, I told you, I got born again earlier. I go, so even though I was thinking, I came out a little earlier, still thinking. And do you know what is funny about this whole salvation thing? Before God, whether you have been, you were born again at the age of 14 or you were born again at the age of 35, the, the stench is the same. Whether you used to go to nightclub or do drugs and do, and or whether you didn't do anything, you were just a good boy, an innocent, civil, behaving well, making sure you pay your tax, we all stink the same. Because the stink, the stench is not based on our works. It's based on our nature. It doesn't matter, even if you shave a chimpanzee, it cannot win presidential election. Why? Because it's a nature problem. Not the way you look. So stop focusing on looks. And start dealing with who you are. But let's go back to Ephesians. I want to explain something. So it says that not of works. Why is it not of works? I don't know. People, anyone, if it's of works, then you can boast. Okay. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Okay. Verse 10. Let's all read it together. Let's go. For we are the, his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should work in. So we were created for what? But he said not of works in verse 9. Then just in verse 10, he said good works. So we were not created, or we were not created by works. We were not saved by works, but we have been saved for works. What shows me you have actually been saved by grace is when I see the way you do things. <laughs> you are not justified by works. 
But once you are justified, sanctification kicks in. And then works begin to follow. Sure. Say, I've been saved for works. Not any works at all, but God, God kind of works. The truth of the matter is that if you are in a covenant, how you arrived in the covenant, this new covenant, you come in by grace. And that grace, the special grace, watch this. Come, what are the two types of grace I spoke about? Common grace and what? Saving grace. Common grace, when you, are, you, are, you can enjoy, enjoy common grace and don't have to do anything. But once you, you receive saving grace, saving grace is very unique in itself. Right. I want to show you a few things about saving grace. Number one, say saving grace. Saving grace. Uh, number, number one, saving grace operates with faith. Saving grace operates by faith or through faith or with faith. So Romans chapter 5 verse 2, let's read it out loud from the screen. Because it will be a good thing to, uh, for us all to read it. Are you ready? Through whom, talking about Jesus. Through whom, let's go. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And rejoicing in hope of the glory of God. Rejoicing in hope. No, so, so how, do we, how, how do we access this uh, uh, grace? Faith. So it, you can't come in any way. But by, he said, for uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. said, for by grace are you saved. Through faith. So the, instrument, the, the uh, instrumental cause for our salvation is grace and then faith applied. So that is why people who enjoy common grace, they don't have to apply faith. It's just there because of the benevolence of God. But when you apply, when you're going to enjoy special grace, you have to exercise your faith based on what you have heard from God's word. I, I believe, I believe. Believe what? You remember I was talking about Noticia, Ascensus, and Fudukia. You, there, there must be content to the faith. I don't want to get distracted to that. So con- your faith must produce, once you, you understand what you believe and Jesus died for you, you believe in that and commit yourself to it, you begin to enter into this grace. That makes you saved, all right? I want you to follow me very carefully. But now, the nature of this saving grace is very interesting. According to Titus chapter 2, verse 11, this saving grace is a teaching grace. So number one, I said the saving grace works with faith. Number two, this saving grace Is a teaching grace. Say this saving grace is a teaching grace. Alright, alright. That should have been true, but let me leave it there. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 said, For the grace, did you see that? For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared. What, what kind of grace is he talking about? Special grace. It's a grace, it's saving grace. The grace that brings salvation, okay, has appeared to all men. Everyone can have access to it based on how much faith. But then it says something profound about this saving grace. What does it say? It said this saving grace teaches us that denying 
ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly. So now, it's all this saving grace teaches us to act. That is why once you are in the covenant, the covenant expects you to do some things. You didn't come into the covenant because of what you have done, but once you are in the covenant, it's like a contract, an agreement. There are things you have to do which is called covenant practice. So, saving grace does not nullify and neutralize good works. There are things that we have to do or there are things that the grace of God empowers us to do. So if you are saved, we can tell. Some people didn't hear what I said. (laughs) Somebody say, save me, Lord. (laughs) If you are saved, we can tell. All right. But because of what I'm trying to explain and looking at the time, let me leave. I'll come back to the, um, the second aspect of the grace I mentioned. But then let me jump and go to the third aspect of the grace. The, that third aspect is that the grace grows. You can, no, you can grow in this grace. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. It says that, but grow in grace and, and, and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So you can grow in this grace. You can grow. You can increase in this grace. You can increase in divine favor. So most of the time, when people are spiritually matured, it connotes that they are growing in grace. And it makes things happen easier for them in the covenant. So it's not their praying that makes God answer, but their position by faith in the covenant. How they are exercising the grace they have received by faith. How they are putting it to work is what makes things work. So many people think, oh, okay, this pastor's prayer works more. Or this one is a church leader, so his prayer works more. It's not because he has more of access to God. We all have access to God. But the truth of the matter is that people have taken time to, by faith, appropriate the word of God and the teachings that this grace gives them, allowing the grace to produce works. And the more the works is produced, the more they are poised for the glory of God to be manifested through their life. Remember, I said we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, because of Christ alone, for the glory of God alone. Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Um, a, a, a call forth to show a peculiar people. First Peter chapter two, verse eight. A call to show forth the praises of Him who has called. Verse nine, who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him. You may do what? Proclaim the. That is doxology. You may proclaim the praises. God does everything to it for His glory. All right, and so you have, watch this, you have received the grace to do some stuff. You have received the grace to enable you. I want to show you that this grace that we have received, we grow in it. We grow in it. And the more you grow in the grace, as you grow in the grace, you begin to experience and enjoy the benefits of the covenant more. (laughs) I just cannot be sick anyhow. No. No, it's, it's not. It's not in the terms of my covenant. It's not in the terms of the covenant. I stand in covenant by grace. And it's not there. Sickness is not my portion. As I grow in grace, I realize it. And actually, I actualize it. And I see that's going to be your portion. I said that's going to be your portion. 
And so number, 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 number one, what did I say about the grace, the saving grace? Number one, what did I say? Operate through faith. Number two, it teaches, it's a teaching grace. Okay, it teaches it or it produces works. That's why I'm going to go to that again. And then number three, we grow in that grace. Number four, quickly, then I'll come back to the one. Number four, it is a multifaceted grace or many-sided grace. Many-sided. Multifarious, multifaceted. What do I mean by many-sided? It's not, you see, the, the, everything you do in life, there is grace for you to do it. As a Christian. Everything you enjoy in life is just by the grace of God. All right. So, um, in, a, in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, look at that quickly. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, it talks about how the God of all grace, but may the God of what? How many grace? How many grace? That connotes that there are different types of grace. Oh, yeah, Pastor, you spoke about common grace and um, Special grace. That's all part of it. But actually, when you become born again and sell, there are nuances of God's grace that can gain expression in your life. Besides the saving faith, that is the platform. There are nuances of God's grace. So you can say that this guy is very graced. Anytime he applies for a job, he gets it. He has this special grace of God. You know, I have a special grace for supernatural promotion. Favor. I have special grace for favor with prominent people easily. And wealthy people easily. <laughs> you don't connect yourself to me. <laughs> oh, it happens. It just, it just happens. It's a special grace. That's upon me. But then I want to sh- show you how Bible says that this grace has different nuances, or it manifests in Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight. Look at that. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says, And God is able to do what? Make all grace abound towards you. All right. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound, uh, 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 have abundance for every, every good work. So, all, say all grace. Different, different grace that you need. So, there are different grace for different things in life. I said there are different grace for different things. Some of us have a God grace for good marriage, but not a good job. Some of us have got a grace for good relationships, but not financial empowerment. You have good relationships, but you're always struggling. Maybe you're so, maybe you spend, spend too much time partying and laughing with people, so you can't get it. You are not working, so you are poor. But then, they're, they're, we, everyone has got different grace. Or we have different, different. Bible says that to everyone, grace is given. All right, so grace is given according to the measure of faith. But watch this. Now, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 again, verse, verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. It talks about the Macedonian church. Very interesting scripture. But the Macedonian church. Okay. More, moreover, brethren, we, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the Macedonian church. Now, it, we said there's a particular grace bestowed on that church. Think about it. But the ch- every church, you can't have, you can't have church without... Saving grace. So besides saving grace, there are particular graces. Because it says that we don't want you, to, we want you to know, actually. It says that, moreover, brethren, we, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the Macedonian church that in a great trial of the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded uh, in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness, 
according to their ability yes and beyond their ability they were freely they were freely willing implore, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and it went on so he said these guys had some unique grace sometimes what they don't even have beyond what they can have they are willing to give look at verse 6 look at verse 6 quickly look at verse 6 he said these guys are willing. so we urge so we urge titus that as he had begun so he would also complete this grace in you as well so there may be a persistent grace that may be deficient in you but it can be generated in you so they sent titus that titus will go there that he will end up reproducing that unique grace that was up in the macedonian church in the corinthian church so we are saved by grace but you see there, there are graces that come for works grace makes you do and when the grace comes, you have to act because you need to do something for the covenant to be. Say grace. Any grace that you are lacking. Listen, if you're struggling in your marriage, you have to believe God and get yourself acquainted with people who have this or connected with people who have this grace for marriage. That's how it works. By connection and through, associ- uh, through association and through st- learning. Learning. Bible says that be followers of those who through faith and patience have 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 obtained the promise okay so you have to follow people associate with them and then learn from them okay so if you see that some something from god is working in somebody's life which is not working in your life that because you have this special saving grace you can also replicate that it's easy you can replicate that listen prosperity is grace Shout hallelujah. hallelujah so there are different graces so the macedonian church had this grace to give amazing grace to give. You can't say that I'm in the covenant, I'm saved by grace, so I'm saved by grace to sit down and wait for the next consignment coming from heaven. You open your mouth, wait take some step, be responsible. Any kind of faith that makes God absolutely responsible is an irresponsible faith. What did I say about the saving grace? There's a few things I said. One, number one, what? It works by faith. Number two, it teaches. Number three, it grows. Number four, it has many sides. Okay. Now let me finish by going to the, the grace that produces works. I said that the grace of God that gives brings salvation has appeared to all of us, teaching us to do some things. All right. Now in First Corinthians chapter fifteen verse ten. First Corinthians chapter fifteen verse ten. Hmm. The covenant. Oh. Okay. First Corinthians chapter fifteen verse ten. What does it say? What, what does it say? Hmm. Mm. By the grace of God, I am what I am. I stink, but I'm here. Say, by the grace. You may not like it, but sorry, I'm still here. I'm in. I'm in already. I'm in a team. No one can take me out. I'm in. I'm in. People may not like you. They may not accept you, but grace has put you in already. Say, I'm in. They think, look at her, with her legs, she's even married. Yes, yeah, sorry, I'm married. You, you can't help it. My legs can be like this, but I'm still married. Yeah, yeah. And you with your legs like this. Yeah. <laughs> Sister, why don't you connect yourself to me with my leg like this? So that the grace that is working on these legs can work on yours. <laughs> when you see a grace on someone, please connect yourself. Mm. Right. Connect yourself yeah. by speaking well of that thing. Right. 
speaking well or wish the person well in that thing. Wish the person well, speak well. To, if there's any opportunity, you can support the thing and connect yourself, support. Sometimes it may not even be financial, but it has to do with the good, way, good wish. Good wish and good will. Yeah. Good will that is connecting you to it. As soon as you connect to grace, grace begins to come in your direction. You can't connect a water hose to water that is flowing through this and a pipe here like this, and then the water sound will not come this way. It will begin to come. So as soon as you connect, the thing is coming to you. I see someone receiving grace. I see someone receiving grace. I see someone receiving grace. Someone comes to church, share their testimony. Keep hearing that this girl or this man or this lady keeps sharing her testimony. She's testimony about how God has given her a child. And another way, she's pregnant again. And she's pregnant again. And you're believing God for a child. Begin to see how you can buy nappies. You can buy pampas. You can connect. You can pray with her. Show her love. When you see her children, be happy. Don't look, look, at, look at them. Look at them. Look at them. That's why you're we're still waiting. That's how you connect with grace. Say grace. grace. And so he says that I am, watch it, put it back on the street. First Corinthians chapter 10, chapter 15, verse 10. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And then he went on to say, and his grace towards me was not in vain. That means grace can come and it will be in vain. Yes. You have the grace to do the great. Hey, hey, listen. Grace becomes in vain when you stop its works. The covenant you will enjoy from the covenant if you don't engage in covenant practice. Okay, so he said, the grace of God was not in vain. Why? But I labored. I labored. I labored. So, and now watch this. Paul is a very interesting man who understands his, his, his theology was heavy. And so every statement he made was, uh, was shrouded in doxology. In other words, everything he says, when you look at it very carefully, you can tell that he's always giving glory to God. Because the guy understood why he was where he was. He said, watch this. He said, I labored more abundantly than them all, yet not I. By what? The grace. So the grace makes you work. Now, if you stop doing what grace wants you to do, you will not enjoy the benefits of the grace. And you think, why is it me? I'm not getting tested. Because you are not praying when we are praying. The testimony is not because you are praying, but this grace, that, the testimony is because of grace. But then you have to put the grace into action so that you can say, I am what I am. Yeah. By the grace. Now, quickly, in the next five minutes, I want to show you covenant practices. Number one, some of the covenant practices you have to engage in to activate the covenant is prayer. You want to see God at work in your life and you are not praying, brother, I can't help you. You have contracted me to be a special prayer warrior for you so you can go and sleep. It does not work like that. It do- you, are, you are not feeling well, say God forbid. And then you go to hospital, they give you a medication, and then you look for your best friend, I should take it for you. <laughs> so that you can be healed. Does it work like that? It doesn't work like that. So why is it that you are contracting your prayer responsibilities? Oh, my mother is a prayer warrior, so you, she'll pray for me. <laughs> that's how you don't pray for people you can pray for people it's called intercession but to, you have to take responsibility to engage the covenant for things to work it's an intentional thing you have to take responsibility and engage the covenant for the thing to begin to work like machine take responsibility tell someone take responsibility other than that you make the grace in vain take responsibility so now prayer is a covenant practice that makes the covenant work okay praise some of us, when we come to church and we are praising, you think it's just you remember your do- them days when you used to go to nightclub. No, that's not what we are trying to replicate here. 
So people say that, oh, nowadays the, 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 the song in church is boring. You see, you don't understand grace. You think we come to entertain you here? No, we come to praise him. So whether it's boring, connect your heart to the, the, the worst and then give it to him. Because I show me someone who knows how to praise God, and I'll show you someone who God is always fighting on, the, on his behalf. That is why in this church we always have praise nights. Because the more you praise him, the more he shows up. Bible says he's fearful in praise, doing wonders, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, fearful in praise, fearful in praise. When you praise God, stop crying. And, eh, eh, I've lost my job. Go back home and say, Lord, I praise you. I praise you. Even though it doesn't feel nice. I praise you, hallelujah, hallelujah. And all of a sudden, you are in your, in your room singing, show your power. Oh, you are blessing the Lord without uh, musicians, without praise and worship leaders. You are doing your own thing. I'm telling you, there's no way your testimony will stay in your room. Praise It's a covenant practice. Time is not on my side. Praise. There are several things you, we do in church. Evangelism, telling to talking to people about Christ. It's a major covenant practice. Show me someone who talks about Christ regularly, and I'll show you someone who is easily blessed always. Some strange opportunities come their way. Some of us say, God, I don't have a job. I don't know why. I put it in the box. You put it in the box. <laughs> the box will go and get a job for you. I'm not denigrating or disdaining the box. It plays a major role. That's why we didn't keep it here. That's why we don't keep oil bottles here. Some people always, you, have, you always have a, a, one oil or the other one in your bottle, in your bag. It is good because it's, it's God can use it as a covenant medium, all right, based on your faith. And as you engage in covenant practice, it empowers the bottle in your bag. But if you don't practice, if you don't engage in covenant practice, and then you are thinking, okay, this is how it, this one is work for me, this one. No, it's not just the bottle. It is your works that empowers the bottle in your bag. <laughs> I know you can clap for that one, but that, that, that's not a problem. And then finally, finally, this, uh, there are so many ones I can say, but finally, this, this grace is a giving grace. Listen, listen. Many people say, oh, I don't see why Bible the New Testament doesn't talk about tithe. Keep, keep your money, okay? Now, if I say, if you don't, to be honest, the New Testament, the Bible doesn't teach that you are cursed because you don't tithe. No. Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. That was, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The law being made a curse for us. So that law that says if you don't tithe, you are cursed and all that. We are under grace. But then remember, grace has got works. To activate the covenant. Good works of God. Brothers and sisters, tithe, hey, tithe, oh. This is a, ah. Listen, please, don't, don't miss this one. Ah, it's true. Tithing is not to help church finance. Tithing is to activate covenant wealth in somebody, the, the, the one who tithes. Titan, you are activating covenant wealth, covenant financial supplies in your own life. You are not helping church, 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 church. Church does not need your money to exist. When were you born? Do you understand what I'm saying? So Titan, some people say, but I can't, say, I can't give all to God like that. I can't. It's, it's an expression of your faith. 
Some people are so mean. They, when you tell them give, they say, hey, hey, like you're pulling hair strand from their nose. I'm telling you the truth. And yet they, they are trying to find different ways of engaging the covenant by using other people's connection. Bishop David Oyedebose, I believe it. Prosperity, the covenant of prosperity does not answer to prayer and fasting. It answers to sowing, covenant giving. Covenant giving. Tithe is a covenant practice. When you engage in tithe, you are calling, you are activating the grace, the grace of good health, the grace of financial opportunities, the grace of protection, the grace of preservation. You are activating the covenant. I prophesy over someone's life that you shall never see defeat another day in your life. As you engage in this covenant, your heavens will remain open. Your heavens will remain open. Your heavens will remain open because amazing grace has found you. No one can deprive and deny you what heaven has given to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, no one can deny you what heaven has given to you. No one can deprive you. I prophesy over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. This month shall be your month of strange ways. This month shall be your month of expansion. This month shall be your month of supernatural manifestations. Strange works, strange works, strange works, strange works, strange works. As you engage in the covenant, so shall it be for you. Lift up your right hand, begin to pray right now. Pray that God, give me grace. Help me to engage the Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.